Ah, my Lord, it is here that we have need of thine aid, without which we can do nothing. Of thy mercy, allow not this soul to be deluded and led astray when its journey is but begun. Give it light so that it may see how all its welfare consists in this and may flee from evil companionship. Why? Well, tell you what, you got to flee to the edge of the earth to get away from evil companionship today. It is a very great thing for a person to associate with others who are walking in the right way, to mix not only with those whom he sees in the rooms where he himself is, but with those whom he knows to have entered the rooms nearer the center. For they will be of great help to him, and he can get into such close touch with them that they will take him with them. Let him have a fixed determination not to allow himself to be beaten, for if the devil sees that he has firmly resolved to lose his life and his peace and everything that he can offer him rather than to return to the first room, he will very soon cease troubling him. Let him play the man and not be like those who went down on their knees in order to drink when they went to battle. She says, I forgot with whom, but let him be resolute for he is going forth to fight with the devils and there are no better weapons than the cross. You know, it's difficult to read some of these things because, well, they spoke a different language than we speak. And I don't mean just old Spanish. I mean, even when it's translated, it's still rough because we're living in a culture where two syllable words rule. Three syllable words are really testy, but four syllable words, like what? Huh? We are so dumb. And we didn't used to be this way. I was reading the other day some of the documents that the founders of our country wrote. And I was amazed. It was like, wow, these guys were really educated. And they weren't really educated at home. They weren't educated in schools because there weren't any schools that educated people or there were so few schools that educated people. You know, they have one room schoolhouses. So everybody's in one room and the teacher's in there and she's got to teach everybody no matter what level they're at. She's got to teach them or he or she, whatever, whoever was teaching. Now we say she because all the teachers are female or the majority of the teachers are female. But back in the day, we used to not be able to say she because a lot of the teachers were male. Now we've taken that to the other extreme. Now it's all female. And you can see what it's done to our educational system. Oh, yeah. That's because women had babies. That was before they started murdering them. After women started murdering their babies, they had lots of time to do other things. You didn't have to use your breasts to feed a baby, you know, so you could have breast implants. In the event you didn't know, once you have breast implants, you're not feeding a baby. You'll never feed a baby because you don't have the stuff. It's really bizarre. When you think about it, I mean, it's bizarre when I think about it. I don't know what it's like when you think about it, if you even think about it, or if you can think about it. Most people don't think about anything. They certainly don't think about anything in the past, except that, let's see, what did I have for lunch yesterday? You know, that's what they, that's their idea of thinking about the past. Or, I don't think it's right that people say that. Say what? Oh, I can't remember. It's so sad. But it's only sad if you know. But if you don't know, then it's not sad. You remember the singing telegrams? No, of course you don't. You do? Well, you're the oldest person we know. So yeah, you probably remember singing telegrams. They used to have singing telegrams, really true. Western Union would come around, they'd knock on your door, you'd come here, and they would sing you a telegram. And so a um, lady got to knock at the door one day, and it's Western Union. And the guy says, well, I have a telegram for you, ma'am. And she says, oh, could you sing it for me? He says, well, uh, you know, I'm not, no. Uh, and she, oh, come on, please, please. I've never had a singing telegram. Please sing this one. He says, okay, your sister Rose is dead. Well, you know, it's like singing telegrams. I shouldn't be having so much fun. I'm sure there's a law against it now. 
the lockdown law on fun. What? You're having fun? How dare you? You're not allowed to have fun. You can have fun if you wear a mask. And nobody, because nobody can see you're smiling. Nobody can see you're having fun. So that's okay. So if you wear a mask and if you stay 1.5 meters away from anybody else in the world, then you can have fun as long as nobody can see that you're having fun. So as long as you keep it hidden, you're okay. Yeah, we're living in a wonderful world. The wonderful world of Karen Fruit Loops. There is one thing so important that although I have said it on other occasions, I will repeat it once more here. It is that at the beginning, one must not think of such things as spiritual favors, for that is a very poor way of starting to build such a large and beautiful edifice. If it is begun upon sand, it will all collapse. Souls which build like that will never be free from annoyances and temptations. For it's not in these mansions, but in those which are farther on, that it rains manna. Once there, the soul has all that it desires, because it desires only what is the will of God. And here you have it. You have to really progress a long way into the mansion before the only thing you want is the will of God. In the courtyard and in the first few rooms, all you care about is yourself. All you care about is taking care of you, getting what you want. I mean mine. It's all about that. And that's the way life is until you mature, until you start to get love God with all your heart and all your soul, love your neighbor as yourself. You never think of loving your neighbor as yourself. What's that got to do with anything? And today, not only are you encouraged not to love your neighbor as yourself, you're encouraged to rat your neighbor out. You're encouraged to call the Gestapo and tell them that your neighbor is not wearing a mask, that your neighbor is holding hands with someone else. Never mind that it's their spouse and they live with them, so it's not a problem. I mean, they live with this person. If they're going to have something, they've already got it. But if you're out in public, why do they want you to keep that distance? Well, it's not for you. It's for your neighbors. It's for your neighbors who are so terrified, who have succumbed to corona cowardice, that they can't stand the idea that someone out there may be holding hands with someone else, and that may be endangering their life. I'll tell you one thing for sure. Anyone who would save his life will lose it. And anyone who is willing to lose his life for the sake of Jesus Christ will save it. But that's all hokey to people in the world today. Why is that, I wonder? We say today, but a couple thousand years ago, there was a Jew roaming around Greece, and he had things like, he was living in Rome at the time, but he was writing to people in Greece, and he says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. Ooh, this is a resounding rebuke of modernism today, of scienceism. I don't know that there is such a word, but I just made it up. Scienceism, that is the ism of science which is just another religion, the religion of science. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over in the lust of their hearts to impurity that their bodies might be dishonored among them. 
for they exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. Now, what is this? Well, this is crazy to people today. This is insanity. This is religious balderdash to people today. To us, it is the truth. But to people today who have given up the truth, who we don't want truth, we just want facts. When you think about it, it's like, okay, they are telling you what they want. Like they're not hiding it. It has become so blatant today. They're not hiding it. I mean, okay, we're living in a country where you are taxed against your will and money is stolen from you. That's what it means. Money is stolen from you. And then it is used to murder children, to murder babies. They pay Planned Parenthood billions of dollars every year so that they can murder babies. That's the country we're living in. And people think that's just okay. They think, well, yeah, well, well of course, that's, that's the way it should be. Women have a right. It's their body. It's their choice. Whoa. Women have a right to murder their babies. First of all, let me get this straight. Everybody has a right to murder anybody they want. You have that right. You have free will. That is a right to do whatever it is you want to do. Free will. It's free. You can do whatever you want. It's unwise. And the only way to make it wise, how do you make murder wise? Start a war. How do you make murder wise? Get everybody to agree. You get the majority of people or even, and it doesn't have to be the majority. All it has to be is the loudest. This is really hilarious. We say, well, our democracy. We don't have a democracy. We've never had a democracy. This is a constitutional representative republic that we live in. But there, nobody knows that today. People today have been trained and believe that they live in a democracy. What is a democracy? A democracy is mob rule. It means if you've got 10 people and one of those people has something that the other nine don't have, the nine can vote to take it away from the one. That's democracy. Why we don't have democracy is because people are idiots. They're self-serving, greedy, corrupt idiots. And they will do harm to their neighbor for their own benefit. That's what calling the Gestapo on your neighbor to tell them that they're holding hands or that they're not wearing a mask or that they're, you know, not walking 1.5 meters apart. That's what that is. That's doing harm to your neighbor for yourself. That's what that is. What does the gospel say? It says, love your neighbor as yourself. So if you wouldn't do do it to yourself, don't do it to your neighbor. But of course, they all say, well, if I wasn't wearing a mask or if I wasn't walking 1.5 meters away or if I wasn't, then I would want someone to tell somebody to do something about it. No, they wouldn't. That's a lie. No, they wouldn't because that's supposed to apply to other people, not to us because well, we're smarter than that. If you're not walking 1.5 meters apart, if you're not holding hands, if you're not wearing a mask, there's a good reason for that. If they're not doing it, they're just stupid and they need to be stopped. They need the power of the men with guns. That's what they, that's what they send. They send men with guns and handcuffs to subdue you, subjugate you. And if you don't yield and bend and bow the knee, then they put you in jail. And if you resist, they'll kill you. Why? Because some idiot called on you and said he's not wearing a mask. This is the world we're living in today. And this is done by the people of the world. The governments aren't doing it. It's the people doing it. It's the Karens doing it. It's the complainers, the whiners, the fearful. They're the ones who are doing it. What's the lowest common denominator? Fear. You can't get any lower than fear. Once you have fear established, you can do anything with people. Anything. They will cut off their own arms and legs if they think it's going to save them somehow. It's really bizarre.
But that's the world we live in. And the reason we live in that world is because of this. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. That's why. Why we are where we are today is right there. That's the reason. And it gets worse after that. Here's, here's something you're not allowed to read anymore. This is politically incorrect. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is an unnatural. And in the same way, also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. You're not allowed to say that today, which is why Christianity is under attack, because they say things like this, because they have the audacity to say that our creator said, this is not why I created you. This anal game port that you're using, that's not what that's for. That's what God said. That's not what that's for. And they said, well, but we like it. So we're going to do it anyway. What can I say? In a world of light and truth and reality, that would be just hilarious. It would be just a joke. They, they did what? He stuck what? He took what and put it where? Why would anyone do that? See, that's the way you would think. But that's not the way we think today. We think, oh, well, that, that's okay. They like that. That's what they want to do. And what people do in their own bedroom is just fine. Now, we know that if we got like public health, it's the big thing everybody's worried about, public health. Nobody cared about public health when it came to sexually transmitted diseases that were being spread. We didn't care about public health then. It was just like, well, well just wear a condom. It's okay. Do whatever, do whatever you want to do. You can keep doing it. Just wear a condom. Hopefully it won't break. Hopefully, you know, you wear one. Hopefully you won't get the disease. You won't be passing it on to. I think we were watching a thing last night about Liberace. It was so hilarious how he died. Autopsy on Liberace. How he died with what, a real. Well, he had AIDS. He had sometimes three sexual partners a night. And he was passing AIDS on to three a night. But that's okay because I don't know why. That was okay. There was no public health problem then because I don't know why. So it's all political. It's all just insane. And God isn't that way. He doesn't care about your politics. For him, it's just, this is the way it is. I'm God. I created everything in this universe. I created the entire universe. And any universe that you can imagine that actually exists, I created that too. It's all mine. And so what I say goes. Man's never going to tolerate that because man thinks he is God. So what's man going to do? Well, man's going to create a new God in his image and after his likeness. Another way of saying that would be, and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Who's the creature? Well, you are. You worship and serve the creature. Well, who's the creature? You. You are the creature from the Black Lagoon. You are the creature. You are the problem. You are. Not me. You. Yeah, I'll let people sit with that. So God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They're gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. It sounds like a vignette of Washington, D.C., doesn't it? What can you say about this? It's like you believe this and the world doesn't. And because we supposedly live in a democracy, the more people believe the lie, then the more the lie is true. Democracy means you can make a lie true by getting enough people to agree that it's true.
it doesn't change anything. If everybody in the world all agrees that up is down and down is up, that the sun isn't shining, then you can make it a law. You can establish it as a law that you're not allowed to say sun. You're not allowed to say shining. You're not allowed to say up is up and down is down. You're not allowed to say it. You think that's crazy, but it's not crazy. Just look at the world today. What do people say? They're not just male and female. There are also others that are not males and they're not females. They're something else. And we just have to make up. An, and they make up words for these people. It's just unbelievable. You know, you think, when did the whole world go nuts? Thousands of years ago. It's always been this way. Christians have always been. When I say Christians, I mean real Christians, not Christians in name only. I mean real Christians. The remnant of people who believe the word of God. And that's a remnant. There's just a small remnant of people. And the rest of them don't which is incredible in and of itself. But such is life. That's where we're at. That's where they're at. I don't want to be there. It is not in these mansions, but in those which are farther on that it rains manna. Once there, the soul has all that it desires because it desires only what is the will of God. It's a curious thing here. We are meeting with hindrances and suffering from imperfections by the thousand with our virtues so young that they have not yet learned how to walk. In fact, they have only just been born. God grant that they have even been born at all. And yet we are not ashamed to be wanting consolations in prayer and to be complaining about periods of aridity. This must not be true of you. Embrace the cross which your spouse bore upon his shoulders and realize that this cross is yours to carry too. Let her who is capable of the greatest suffering suffer most for him and she will have the most perfect freedom. Okay, well, she's only talking to women because she's a nun and is back in the 1500s. And she's talking to women because women weren't supposed to be talking to men. Women weren't supposed to be teaching men. Well, they still shouldn't be teaching men, but people have given that up. What we have is women and children ruling over the whole world. That's our curse, that women and children rule over us. Here's the funny thing. People don't even know they're cursed. They don't even know. They have no clue. What do you, what do you mean? I'm not cursed. How come your lives are cut so short? How old was Abraham when he had Isaac? 100 years old when his wife had Isaac. Yeah, and then he had a whole lot of kids after that, different wives after Sarah died. It's just incredible all that we've relinquished, all that we've given up, and we don't miss it. We don't miss any of it. People don't miss living well past 100 years old. They don't miss that. All other things are of quite secondary importance. If the Lord should grant them to you, give him heartfelt thanks. I don't even know what to say about people's unwillingness to suffer. This whole world was built on suffering. That's what it's been built on. People have suffered since the beginning, whenever that was. And people will continue to suffer, but they will not do it voluntarily. They will do it as victims. They will do it because it's pressed upon them by the world system. They won't do it because they found something worth suffering for. During the Second World War, a lot of people signed up and went to war and suffered. Suffered things that we today cannot even imagine. There's just no way we can even imagine it. Unless you've been in it, then you don't have to imagine it. You have to try and forget it. See, that's what people did. There are very few people told war stories after the Second World War. My dad would never talk about it. And he would never talk about it because it was the most horrible thing the modern world had ever seen up to that time. He wouldn't talk about it. He just wanted to put it all behind him. The real soldiers, that's how they were. The people who, you know, did something else, 
pushed paper or sold black market goods or made a fortune off of stealing or whatever they did. People did that. Let's face it. There are corrupt people in the world all the time. Just because you put a uniform on doesn't make you an honest person. That's just the way it is. And so there are people who took advantage of it all the time. That's the way it's always been. That's the way it always will be, because there will always be those people with you. How do we know that? Jesus was very clear about that. The poor will be with you always. Well, who did he mean? He didn't mean the people who didn't have a lot of money. He meant the people who were poor. They didn't have any faith. They didn't have any spiritual chutzpah. They were just poor. They'll be with you always. You're always going to have them around. That's okay. Her point is that if you bear upon your own shoulders this cross, because it's yours to carry too, let the person who is capable of the greatest suffering suffer the most for him. And that person will have the most perfect freedom. Well, if it's going to take that suffering to get me perfect freedom, I don't want any. But can you imagine if these guys that went off to foreign countries, they had to cross an ocean. They had to cross oceans, Pacific Ocean, the Atlantic Ocean. They had to cross the ocean to get to somebody else's land where they spoke a foreign language that they didn't understand. They had to go all the way there to suffer and bleed and die. Think about that. They willingly did that because they saw the threat to the world, the threat that freedom would be taken away from people in the world. And so they went and fought and died for that. Now we'd have a real hard time with that. Oh yeah, there are still people who go, but what are they going for? They don't even know anymore. They go because it's a job. How many people join the military because it's a government job and they're going to get paid? Sadly, a lot of people. A lot of people, very few people join the military so that they can go do what's right because they can't figure out what's right. Why can't they figure out what's right? They don't read the Bible. The Bible tells you what's right and what's wrong. We didn't like that, so we stopped reading it and we started making up what we think was right, what we think is wrong. I, I love it. I was thinking all these words that we're not allowed to say. You're not allowed to say, and we just use letters now. The N word, the F word, the B word. I mean, it is absolutely incredible. When you think about it, it's like, are you kidding me? No, this is no joke. What we have done is we have allowed 5% of the population or 13% of the population or 10% of the population or 8% of the population to dictate to the rest of the population what they're allowed to say, do, where they're allowed to be, where they're allowed to go. That's what we've done. We'll just take a round number 10%. We've allowed 10% to tell 90% what they can and can't do. That's not democracy. I'm sorry, but that's not democracy. Turn that around, and with the 90% telling the 10% what they can and can't do, that's democracy. But the other thing, this convoluted thing, that's not democracy. That's not anything sensible at all. That's just crazy. Unless you have like Plato's Republic, where that 10% is not really 10%, but where that small group of people then tell the other people what is best to do and not do. But that's so close to religion that we can't have that either. You can't have the wisest people in the society telling the dumbest people in society what to do because it's too much like religion, because it's too much like God telling you what to do, or like a priest telling you what to do, or like a bishop or like a pastor telling you what to do. It's like, we don't want that. We don't want people telling us what to do. For it is not in these mansions, but in those which are farther on. Hopefully you'll make it to them. If you persevere, if you are willing to suffer discomfort, ridicule, persecution, if you're willing, because you will be ridiculed and persecuted in this world, if you stick to anything like this, you will be persecuted. 
count on it. It's a promise. You'll be persecuted. And who will persecute you? The rich will persecute you. That's who will persecute you. The rich and powerful. And they will persecute you with extreme prejudice. I think James talked about that, didn't he? He says, uh, for the sun rises with scorching wind and withers the grass and its flowers fall off and the beauty of its appearance is destroyed, so too the rich man in the midst of his pursuits will fade away. What is he talking about? He's talking about who persecutes, who is it that oppresses the poor? It's very clear. We all know who it is. We all know that the rich and the powerful oppress the poor. Who are the rich and the powerful? Well, they're the people who have a lot of money. There are people who have a lot of power. There are people who make laws that they don't have to obey, but that you have to obey. That's who oppresses you. That's who oppresses people. He actually says that in here somewhere, but I can't find it because I'm dumb. But he does say it. He says, they oppress you. It's the rich man oppresses the poor. But let the brother of humble circumstances glory in his position. And let the rich man glory in his humiliation. Because like flowering grass, he will pass away. So it's a matter of, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be oppressed. If you're willing to persevere through that, if you're willing to suffer through it, you will get something that you can't get any other way. You will get a purified, clean soul where you can enter into it and commune and relate and converse with your creator. To you, that sounds like a really good idea. To the world, that sounds like you're crazy. That's what it sounds like to the world. You're nuts. You believe in fairy tales and old wives' tales and allegories and stories and myths. You're nuts. That's what the world thinks because they're perishing. They're basically like cancer patients who are in denial about their cancer. They're perishing. They will perish. So will you, but not from that. You'll perish because we're all going to die. But according to the gospel, you'll live again. Or see, and it's really weird because it's not like you'll live again. It's like, even though you die, you won't be dead. Now, this is really weird. The only way to get this is like, we're talking about the real you isn't your body. Your real you is what animates your body. So that will either die or not die, depending on what you believe what you do because what you believe will determine what you do people don't do what they don't believe everybody does something they believe that's the right thing for them to do they believe that's a good thing so if somebody goes out let's say they see some little old lady walking down the street and she's got a purse on her arm and they run up and they grab the purse and they run away they did that not because as they were running by the purse jumped on their arm they did that not because they have respect for the little old lady or because they want to protect the weak the widows and the orphans they did that because they thought that they could get something of value for themselves and take it away from a little old lady who could not fight back. So it was easy pickings, low fruit. Now, we used to call those people criminals. Now we call them disadvantaged. They're not criminals. They're disadvantaged. It was not their fault. If they'd had a good education, if they'd been born with a million dollars, if they'd this, if they'd that, then they wouldn't steal. Well, we all know that's not true because look at the people who have billions of dollars and they're still stealing. So it has nothing to do with that. This sounds more like a political rant than it does this thing, but the, the thing is, is it all boils down to this. Everything that is wrong with the world boils down to this, to the denial of God's right to tell his creatures what's good for them and what's not good for them. Imagine if we went to all of the people who are making pottery 
today and told them, you can't make pottery like that. You can only make pottery like this. And we made it against the law to make pottery like that. If you made cups with handles, that would be against the law. All cups have to be without handles because handles look like, I don't know, they look like they make everything, they make things look different. And we can't have anything looking different because we have to have diversity. And we all know diversity is uniformity. I don't know how it got to be that way. I don't know how diversity got to be uniformity. But here we are, just change the meaning of a word and people just like, eh, 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 follow right along. Oh yeah, diversity. Diversity means uniformity now. So we all have to look alike, we all have to act alike, we all have to say the same thing, we all have to do the same thing, we all have to do that because diversity. You can't make this up. You can't make this up. This is so insane that nobody sane could make it up because there's something in their head that would stop them. They would just go, that's crazy. You may think that you will be full of determination to resist outward trials if God will only grant you inward favors. His majesty knows best what is suitable for us. Ow, ow, his majesty knows best what is suitable for us? My body, my choice. He doesn't know anything is suitable for me. He's not a majesty, he's not a creator, there is no such thing. Yeah, it is not for us to advise him what to give us. For he can rightly reply that we know not what we ask. All that the beginner in prayer has to do, and you must not forget this, for it's very important, is to labor and be resolute and prepare himself with all possible diligence to bring his will into conformity with the will of God. It's not going to happen in the world, people. It's not even going to happen in here. You can't even bring your will into conformity with the will of God. And what keeps you from doing that? Your will. You just want what you want and you you will not allow anyone, either seen or unseen, to hinder you. Why? Steal that old lady's purse. I'm not going to let anybody stop me. She's got something I want. She can't stop me from taking it, so I'm going to take it. And then they do. As I shall say later, you may be quite sure that this compromises the very greatest perfection which can be attained on the spiritual road. The more perfectly a person practices it, the more he will receive of the Lord and the greater the progress he will make on this road. Don't think we have to use strange jargon or dabble in things of which we have no knowledge or understanding. Our entire welfare is to be found in what I have described. You'd have to be crazy. You'd have to be literally crazy to think that you were going to sell this to the world. There's just no way. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of respect for evangelists, but to go out there and to try and talk to the dead, because that's what they are. People are spiritually dead. To go out there and try and talk to the spiritually dead is a waste of time. And fortunately for me, that's not the job that God gave me. God gave this guy the job of a house painter. He gave this guy the job of a gardener. He gave this guy the job of something else. He didn't give me the job of going out and telling dead people about the gospel. He gave me a harder job. I have to tell the people who already think they know about the gospel. I have to tell the Christians, Christians in quote, I have to tell the Christians about the gospel. And they are the least likely to accept it because they already know. So I got the harder job. You got it. Okay, get out there and tell the people who think they already know that what they think they know, they don't know. Yeah. That's a great idea. Thanks a lot, God. You got another job for me? Like, could I do some woodworking? You know, how about that? Could I do that? Could I do something? How about, a, could I be a gardener? Yeah, no, no, you got to do this. They go, well, I guess it could be worse. I just don't know how. I want to be clear on this. I love my job because God gave it to me. That's all. That's the only reason. Am I successful? No, no, I'm not successful at it. Am I a failure at it? No, I'm not a failure either. I'm just this guy trying to do what I think God has given me to do.
and I'm not doing it very well, and I know that, and I know that I'm flawed, that because I'm flawed, that gives you the excuse not to listen to it. And what more could anyone ask for? I don't like this. I don't like what he's saying, so therefore I'm going to have to find something wrong with him to prove that what he's saying isn't trustworthy. And that's the way we do it. And that's the way the whole world's operating now. We only listen to the people who agree with us. If they don't agree with us, they talk about echo chambers today. Well, you just listen to only people who agree with you. What's new? Who didn't do that? Okay, maybe back in Athens, 500 years BC, BCE, if you really want to be, before Common Era. You want to go back there to 500 years before the Common Era, people were a little more open-minded. That's what we think. They had all these discussions in Athens. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about the open-minded people of Athens 500 years ago. Took a guy who told them things they didn't like to hear. That guy was Socrates. They tried him and democratically took a vote and the majority of people agreed that he was not fit to live because he was telling people things that they didn't want him to tell people. Corrupting the youth is what they called it. So they made him drink hemlock and he died. And he told them, he said, when you, if you do this, it's going to be the end of you. Guess what? It was the end of them. We're talking about one of the greatest cultures ever. They were great. The Greeks were great. They came up with stuff that they came up with democracy. They came up with a lot of things. Their buildings, their statues, their games, their amphitheaters, their society. They really did a fantastic job for the time. After that, it just went downhill. After they started killing their prophets, after they started killing the best of their society and crushing the best of their society, guess what happens? Yeah, decline. Guess what's happening in America today? We take the very best and we deplatform them. That's what we do. We don't call it killing anymore. We call it deplatforming. We make sure that nobody can hear their voice. We make sure that they don't have anything to say to anybody that nobody can hear it. We censor them. Back then, the only way to censor Socrates was to kill him. So they killed him. Today, the only way to censor people is the same thing. What happened to Jeffrey Epstein? He didn't kill himself, you know. So why did they kill him? Because he knew too much. He could rat out the rats, and the rats just weren't going to have that. So they killed him. Nothing new under the sun. We've been doing it for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and we'll probably do, be doing it thousands of years from now. I think we're going to stop here. Yeah, we're going to stop here. We'll pick up where if we go astray at the beginning. We'll pick up there next time. And you aren't going to remember that, even though it's only tomorrow will be next time. But I'm trying I'll, to remember right now. I'll remember it. Don't worry about it. I'll remember it for you. It'll all be fine. You know, it'll all be fine. You can continue to be a mindless idiot. I'm not going to be. And so this is how we get this way. You start to depend on me to tell you these things and you just get lazier and lazier and lazier and you won't look it up yourself and you won't do the homework yourself and you won't do the research yourself. And so you get weaker and weaker and dumber and dumber. Now, one argument for that is, well, you shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this then. I should not be enabling you. Well, it doesn't matter what I do. You're not a victim. It's not about what I do. It's about what you don't do. That's what it's about. But in a victim culture, and that's what we're living in, a victim culture. In a victim culture, everybody's a victim. And so, since everybody's a victim, well, then obviously it's okay for you to be a victim. And clearly, a victim is not responsible for anything that happens to them. They're not responsible for anything they think, say, or do, because something else made them do it. Wow, that's a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm.